0: What you're going through, or, or that you're sad. <clears throat> so this is what they say to. To the son of Nahash. But so what does he go with? What is? How does he go from there? He's sad. His dad just died. His the princes of his people are coming, and they're telling him that you know what. You think David's come here to, to give you comfort. What was their reason? Well, why did they tell him that David was coming to their land or sending emissaries to them?
1: Searching over to spy out the land so that he could attack them. Right. Really? It sounds like that he might've thought David was, you know, that his motives were um, legitimate at first because otherwise they wouldn't say, do you, think? Right. you know. So if he if he was skeptical at the first they wouldn't have said it like that.
0: Exactly, context clues. Yeah,
1: so he probably he might have been accepting first that this is what was happening, but they they put that thought in his head yeah. that he that he was sent that David sent him to spy out and conquer him.
2: Yeah. Even if he was on the fix. yeah. Even he if was he, he wasn't yeah. sure. Of what he said, and if there's anything to sway him, they gave him the history, yeah. basically saying, "You, you, you so naive. Mm-hmm. You really believe he's coming to comfort you during this time? He was waiting on this moment to attack, mm-hmm. and he's sending. The, this is
0: now your father's strategy. out of the. Your father's out of the picture."
2: And he's going to get you while you're vulnerable. Don't don't fall for
0: it. And it's common for liars to suspect others of being liars, right? You know, that, what that's kind the of staff? Initial response. Exactly. <laughs> what kind of staff does the new king of the Ammonites have? If they're they're suspecting David off the bat, oh, he's coming to he's coming he's coming for you. He wants a spy. He's, he's setting up his military. Now that your dad's gone, he's coming because he wants to make war on us. Do you think that is that uh, that the new king's fellow prince, well, they're the princes. Now he's no longer a fellow prince. He's now a king. The son of Nahash. The son of Nahash. Let me write his name down. Nahash. So the son of Nahash the new king of the Ammonites, his princes, they're all advising him, telling him that David's... Do you think they wanted to go to war with David? David's the dominant power in the region. He's not a tyrant, but he is kind of laid, laid back. However, he does get tribute from everybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Remember, we saw that last week or the week before. David went through and he conquered all the people around. Remember the maps we looked at where where Israel was at first, and then under Solomon and David's uh, kingdom, we, they're all the way up to Damascus. That's in the Syria's Sir- territory, and and in the south, they're all, we almost they down to Egypt. All right, th- that's the largest that Israel has ever been was under David, and Solomon. So he's 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 not a pushover. But these people, what what do you think their motivation was to to get behind him and tell him these things?
1: Maybe they thought they could get the upper hand, you know, if he's sending out, if he was was sincere about being uh, sorry and trying to comfort the son, then he might be vulnerable because he wouldn't be expecting it. Or if he was trying to spy out the land, he wouldn't be expecting them to attack first. (laughs) You know, so... <coughs> it seemed like to them it was a strategy to um to you know maybe attack them first and and, and be able to overthrow israel because they went out and hired people um with the syrians we met oh, it. anyway they um you know so i think maybe they maybe they were just trying to get the upper hand okay
0: Maybe they're trying to get the upper hand. Maybe they're trying to impress their new king. Yeah, new King Hanna. I ahead.
2: think it leans more towards the um in the way that they want to be viewed mm-hmm. in the eyes of their king. Uh just just as a a perspective, is that they send in spies. They thought this was an act of war, why did they just react the way that they did? Mm-hmm. Um, they they embarrassed them. Right and send them back yeah. embarrassed, you know. It was something to have a beard.
1: Uh-huh. It it
2: it was in the culture it, a, the culture it, it symbolizes your you're a man.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And th- those are just uh, things to consider <laughs> um as we're reading, just to, to think in terms of that it and um yeah. Back we go back to the um, verses that we're actually discussing. <laughs> uh, this skepticism, as we stated before, when you're dishonest, your first thought of someone's act. You have you ever heard somebody say, "They couldn't possibly been doing that just out of you think they did that just out of kind the um, kindness of their heart." Mm-hmm. <laughs> It gives so much, this person gives so much to charity, I bet they're going to write it off them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They don't give, They can't just be doing that just to be doing it. But when you hear about folks who do things and don't get anything back for it or don't um, have a system in place to, to get an immediate return or some kind of return, it causes you to, to look at them differently because mm-hmm. they're doing this from the abundance of what they have. And are not getting anything back from it. Then, then it's got to mean something to them just to see this thing done. Mm-hmm. When David sent them as as comforters, as as a way to, you know, send his condolences, mm-hmm. they, there's no way that this warmonger is sending us somebody in, not on this level. If we were to think... Uh, the uh, dictator in North Korea sends over some folks to the White House because something happened Trump's dog dies or something they send <laughs> them over to condone amongst the people there's gonna be skepticism mm-hmm. like what's his real motive? well because we had a relationship uh, well someone showed my father kindness and I go we don't even know what that even talking about hmm. they they didn't have that part of it but all they know is the outside they don't know what happened obviously between David and um uh, Nahash's uh, 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 Nahash hmm. so they're not going to understand that they're not going to understand um the gesture that he made. So they're only left with what they know, which is nothing. And they build on nothing with skepticism, which leads them to act irrational.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So that brings us to verse four, the reaction of Hanan. Hanan is the son of Nahash, the former king of the Ammonites. Nahash dies, his son, uh, his son uh, Hanan, Hanan uh Hainan took uh allows David's emissaries, his ambassadors to come in. How what does he do? We've had a foreshadowing of what he did. But what did he do? What did what did Hanan do to David's uh, ambassadors? They come in bearing comfort cuts off their beards and and. And he did more what else did he do (laughs) he more than mini skirted their robes Mm. he more than micro mini skirted their robes he cut off their garments in the mist hard by their buttocks and sent them away in the uh, CSB version it says he shaved them cut their clothes in half at the hips and sent them away. Now that's the obvious part of the insult. First shirt. Hmm? Oh, first shirt from from the, the robes and everything. Okay.
2: What we're wearing is
1: nothing new.
0: So the the that part is an obvious insult. All right. They cut the beards. Said so he cut half the beard. It says he it shaved them. All right. What? What is the biggest insult? or what is Hanan what doing here? Why does he do this? Let me like, ask it better. How, is he sending a message? And if he is sending a message, what is the message? I guess it's, I will not be made a fool of. To, to mm-hmm. I will That's not that. be made a fool of. That's a good way to look at it. That's a different way of looking at it. Yeah. You know, I will not be disrespected, it's one way, or I'm not going to be invaded, I'm not intimidated, it's one way. Mm-hmm. But I will not be made a fool of. What you're going to send your spies now that I'm in mourning, I will not be made a fool hey, of.
2: That, that would be the equivalent of a, an email
0: today. Well, I won't say that. Emails, uh, in the news. It's the
2: equivalent of sending a message back saying that, um, what, you think I'm an idiot? Yeah. I, I can't see this coming. You, you think that you're gonna catch me with my pants down, so to speak? That's and and then when you, when you look at the symbol, I started to talk about. If you don't have a beard in this culture, it's usually because you're not old enough to have one. <laughs> you you're not at the age where you can grow one. Now, since then, you've had interracial and. Um, Marriages of different cultures and and whatnot coming together and everybody doesn't have that capability mm-hmm. to that extent but amongst that culture once you got a certain age you start to see it growing in then it's full it's like yeah and then you talk about Aaron's beard look at Aaron went down to the skirts of his garment white beard long it it says something about you and we look and see movies and things with the long beards and everything what do you usually think besides this guy must be a wizard is there must be wisdom Hmm. there's there's something to it and then if it's a white beard you know the person's older, they've been here for a while and that kind of thing it's a symbol so to shave this off is to send them back as boys and to cut them off there only human beings at that time unless they just didn't have around that time run around with their butt out with little babies so we turned these grown men into babies to shame them send them back well they haven't gotten that far but the idea was to to humiliate him before they could be humiliated
0: themselves Uh So we see a principle emerging here about the beard. The beard in this part of the world is considered a man's greatest ornament. Mm -hmm. Like the glory of a woman was in her long hair. Was the glory of a man was in his beard. So you cut a woman's hair off at this time. it's, It's an insult to her and her family, her father, her brothers and everything. Cut a man's beard off. just like he's saying he's a boy. But then it goes even further, because what you do to the emissary, you do to the king. Right. To the one who's <laughs> king. So king, king Hanan is saying to King David, this is what I think of you. Not just what I think of your servants. Mm-hmm. He's saying, this is what I think of you. And this is important because we are the ambassadors of God. And the offense that goes against those who come against us, why was it so bad that they came against Jesus when he came to the earth? Because what they did to him, they did to him who sent, the one that sent him. What they crucified, in crucifying Jesus, they were in turn saying, God, this is what you're worth to me. Now we who are sent out to the world when they do things against us, they're saying to Jesus, this is what I think of you. That gives us a responsibility. Being sent out by him, we are representatives of him. Therefore, let's not let the things the world do to us be justified. Or else we're doing it to the one who sent us. I give